0: Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Live Stream. Joining me in the studio tonight, a woman by the name of Ramona Boyd. Now, Ramona is a former investigative boots-on-the-ground researcher, you might say, covering the subject of Sasquatch reports coming in from all across the country and, yes, even various parts of the world. Ramona was raised in the beautiful hills and hollers of Kentucky, and as a result, she's traveled this nation to try and help folks sort out their situations of credible, believable reports and sightings. Ramona's job was to detect the strange and unexplainable and try to explain it using her knowledge of the outdoors. Ramona was also a co-host of a popular podcast featuring interviews and personal accounts from people encountering abnormal and unexplainable things. And this show has been several years in the making. I remember the first time I brought up Bigfoot, somebody in the chat said I was discrediting myself by bringing up this subject. Well, guess what? I hope this is the first of many shows we do on Bigfoot And a lot more. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this with Ramona Boyd. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And right now it seems like the government is hell-bent on continuing that tradition. From now until the next election, you can bet the government is going to print as much money as they want. And the last time they did that, inflation went up by 9%. You see, gold is the one asset that has been proven to withstand inflation, and you can invest in gold with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you're also going to get this 24 karat quarter-ounce gold standard coin for free. So visit Noble Gold Investments at my special website, redpill78gold.com. Once again, that's Noble Gold Investments at redpill78gold.com, or simply dial 877-646-5347, and they're going to answer the phone any time of the day. Noble Gold is the only gold company I trust, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us, and please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Miss Ramona Boyd. Ramona, how are you?
1: I'm doing great,
0: Zach. How are you? (laughs) I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for joining me. As I was saying in the introduction, several years ago, back when I was still on YouTube, uh, I did just a brief story on a Bigfoot sighting, and I got just so much. Do you remember? <laughs> okay, yeah, I got so much oh, yeah. beef in the chat. I, I was actually really surprised oh, about it.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, because it's hard. It's harsh. It's harsh. <laughs> It's well.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I guess I was coming from the point of view thinking that you know what this is a truth and 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 uh, and liberty movement. We're we're trying to determine what's right. really happening out there, and the 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 credible sightings that exist. I mean, are just so many. It's almost difficult you to imagine. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it's. It. It's also embroiled in popular culture. I mean, you look at channels like Animal Planet or the Discovery Channel, History Channel, and they've got all kinds of shows about Bigfoot on there. So I was really surprised when someone got angry at me in the chat. And I felt personally like not being comfortable enough to talk about this subject, that's what would actually discredit me. Yeah, because it's very hard. So, how did you get interested in the subject of Bigfoot? Did you have experiences yourself as a child living in the the hills and honestly, hollers of Kentucky?
1: Honestly, um, we were raised uh, seriously off. Uh, it, it was a minimalist type of lifestyle. My father came back from Vietnam and he just decided, I don't know, it was just the way we lived and we were deep in the woods. And he was just a determined man to teach us you know, the things he knew, uh, and I, I've always appreciated that, and when I was very young, I know that most people's children probably wouldn't be running the woods like we were nowadays,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but back then, um, you know, it was the late 70s, early 80s, we didn't watch TV. We were, we were even, you know, playing outside or working on the farm or, you know, running the woods, and at one point, I was around the age of six or seven years old, uh, playing on a sandbar at a creek. It was something normal for me to do. I, you know, hunting crawdads and things like that. It was just the way I lived. I was used to the woods, and I loved them. And that was the first time I saw something, and I, I thought it was a monkey. It wasn't like what you hear people describe, you know. Now, what I saw then was more like the size of a, of a man, but it was it was very it was covered in fur, but it wasn't long fur and, like people describe in other settings.
0: And how how but close how close to it were you, Ramona?
1: I was sitting on a sandbar and I heard clicking, and uh, it it was like rocks clicking together. Okay. Later on in my adult life, uh, another researcher told me that was probably, he suggested they were actually clicking their, it was clicking its teeth. Yes. So what I saw was it, it was, when I heard that I, I turned back because I, you know, when you grow up in the woods, you know, something's not normal or sounds different. And I turned back, I had a creepy feeling and I, I just saw something kind of, it didn't, it, it just kind of leaned out from behind the tree. It it didn't, like its head didn't just lean out, its whole shoulders came out and just kind of looked and then kind of went back behind the tree. And I I was afraid, I but I was also very curious as a child. But I also knew that that was something I had never seen before, never heard of before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I finally got brave enough, and I ran that game trail all the way back, ran in the screen porch, and started, you know, telling my father what I'd seen. And that was when he started telling me that he had seen that before. He had seen those. And wow. I have to tell you, my father, my father was very superstitious, and he did not like it was absolutely not going to be discussed in our house and i was absolutely do not ever go in that area again uh it was pretty serious with him
0: so so did well, your did, did your dad did, did your dad seem to think that the the activity was like localized was it only in one particular area like almost like that was their territory and that's why you couldn't go there
1: yeah yeah he felt like Year in the years after that, when I finally brought it up again around 2009 to him, literally that—that's how long it took for me to speak to him about it. And he just told me that he just knew they were not um, something to mess with. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, his mindset. And so I—I I had that memory, but I was—I was always in the woods. So I—I just—you have to be aware when you're in the woods there's always something. I mean, I've been scared to death by an armadillo before because you walk up on one and jump straight up in the air and it'll <laughs> scare you a death. You know? I mean there are things that are you know, that won't hurt you that will scare you to death. And but I just I you know, I didn't go around looking for them after that. I just it was kind of part of our family's just a way of thinking that we are were aware that there are things that you might be that you may not understand sometimes, but my father's you know way of looking at it was don't mess with it, but uh when I was twenty six years old, after my children uh had finished uh school that year that summer um, this was in um nineteen ninety six that it was a completely different state, but it was still uh, way out in the woods. And um, my children came screaming. It um, <laughs> that that was a it's so hard for me to talk about. Uh, all I caught was the tail end of it, but uh, I saw as it walked over the fence. Uh, my children were playing run, playing tag, and they saw this thing's eyes glow underneath a big barn oh. that we had. It was, it was a place they could get under. Uh, and my kids just started wailing, and I they were running towards the house. I ran to the front porch, and all I saw was this big, hairy thing walk over a fence as if it had no struggle whatsoever.
0: And it's how just, tall? How tall do you think that fence was?
1: I would say it was four feet tall. I mean, it was a three string barbed wire fence. You know, that's where I kept my horses.
0: Okay. So, and it just yeah, stepped. It just yeah. stepped over it. It didn't hop or it anything like that.
1: Over it. No, it just wow. stepped over it. Like it was nothing.
0: Wow. I only so was-
1: saw the back at it. I I never. I saw the legs. I saw the way its shoulders really stood out to me. To this day we had a big light out by the barn or I don't think I would have been able to see it as it was leaving. Once the kids started screaming, I guess it thought oh, I better get out of here. I don't know what it thought, <laughs> but <laughs> I know what I thought. I thought, Oh my God, again, you know, this is, cause I wasn't looking for them. I, I can't, we fish, we camp. you know, we were, we're always in the woods and I, I, like I said, I try to be aware of the situation around me, but i, I don't go I wasn't looking for them at that time. <laughs> it was the last thing in my mind raising kids, you know, working, running a company it just it was just not you know you because I don't know it was something I left behind as a kid, sure, but sure. as I saw that, I got very interested, and we lived in a place where if you wanted to talk on a cell phone, you had to go climb a tree and twist your arm backwards and try to stand on your head to get a signal.
2: Sure, sure. <laughs> was,
1: you know, way out. So uh, the only way I could get information at that time, I, it got me curious. I, I've i always been kind of a, if I get after something, I'm I'm on it. And um, it just, I started taking stories from people and the, the the strangest thing was I had heard people in that area talk about something called pig man, a pig
0: man. Okay. Well,
1: that's ridiculous to me. You know, I, I didn't, I was newer to the area. i married very young, had children very young, and I loved all the people in this small town. It was a, more like a settlement. We didn't have, I mean, it if you needed help, you would have to wait an hour to get it, like for ambulance or police. It was way out. But they talked about a pig man, but like I said, when you say pig man, it just, I never, I had never been in the Bigfoot world. I didn't know what they called them. I only knew my father called him Sasquatch. And I, I didn't know much more than that. Uh, of course, I had heard of Bigfoot on TV by that point. But I I still thought it wasn't what I saw until the night that my children came right.
0: Do you think your father might've seen something in Vietnam? Because there was, yeah. uh, yeah, there was a lot of stories absolutely. of like the forest man of Vietnam and, and actual, uh, tales of uh, American soldiers, so, like battling these things. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: The reason I know that is my father, uh, God rest his soul. He passed away, uh, about ten years ago. And um he had a tattoo on the back of his leg that I remember from oh my I guess he's had it since Vietnam. But um it it was a monkey sitting cross legged.
2: <laughs> and it
1: it wasn't um like a normal monkey and I asked him about it a couple of times and uh he still would not speak of it. But I thought, you know, it was strange to me that he would have that but not speak of it. So I, I really don't know. But there was something because my father wasn't scared of anything, <laughs> and he he would not discuss it. it. It was just absolutely off topic. You weren't allowed to speak of it, and I, you know, that was a very odd. It's the only thing he was ever like that about. Um but I can tell you my experience that changed everything I thought I knew after years of taking stories and going I mean there are people that will call I i I've, I've I kind of backed out of all this uh about, you know, seven years ago. Things that life changes and I just other topics were more important and um Honestly, what I saw in Eastern Kentucky, like I said, it just changed everything. I had another researcher there with me. I invited her to come. And um, this was, um, let's
2: see, about, 2000, hmm,
1: I guess it was probably around 2013, uh, we were called out to Eastern Kentucky, a family needed a lot of help. I could tell that this woman was very worried, and it was not just her, it was uh, stories from an entire little community. Okay. The people were very, very upset. Uh, there were stories of rabbits that had been taken out of cages and their heads torn off. It was, I mean, I don't want to scare kids if they're listening, but I mean, and I had heard that before from other people, something about, I I have no idea why. Well, I I, I have a theory. I
0: I have a theory about it because I've heard of that happening mm -hmm. before too. And uh, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to me like it would be a pretty ominous warning, like, you know, almost like, like stay out of here, stay away from me. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is obviously something that I could do to you very easily.
1: Absolutely. When when that family called, contacted me, as I said, I was, I was working with a group of fellows and, um, you know, I, I tried to pick apart because you get all kinds of calls, mm-hmm. you get some that, you know, you're like, oh man, I can't go that direction with this, uh, you know, or if it's not adding up with what you know is around in the woods, the water, the food supply you know, places to be able to get into shelter where they could actually hide. You know, if they, for me, I always considered them a physical being, not right. a uh, floating uh, object or, you know, that floats in and out. But I don't know everything. And I've realized that, Yeah, <laughs> you know, there are no experts on this situation. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't, it is, Hard ground to be in because people were all so quick to jump on each other mm-hmm. and uh, judge what people say. I've done that. I've—I've I've been so guilty of that, especially on that subject. Uh, I was—I had my imag—you know—my mind of what they were. To me, it, from the Native American tribes, the people that I've spoken to, there's. So many names that go back as far as the Native American history, culture, the cave drawings. Uh um, I mean, this is spoken of to their children. You know, they're warned, especially in some places in Oklahoma. um, People, Native American tribes would actually sit and tell stories to their children about the child stealers. Mm. And, you know, you talk about creepy. And it, it was about that time that um, I want to get into the story of what we witnessed in Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, so please help, help people understand it. It I can't. A friend of mine helped me remember this. We 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 could never just look at all the responses and comments because you get people screaming that you're crazy and why are you bothering with this and you know you're a nut bar and. It, you know, people have feelings and people forget that mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> And uh, some people truly are scared of these things. They are terrified and they don't know what to do. And I, I wanted to be able to help people. I really wasn't about trying to make a name or even be on a podcast. That was just an incidental thing that happened and I enjoyed it. I loved it because I got to meet so many people from around the world, people from England, people from Russia, people from Australia. You know, I was getting calls from everywhere, desperate people worried about their children. And then when some books came out with, with a it was kind of a historical go back, you know, into the missing people and could it be Sasquatch? is actually doing it, and mm. you know, I got sad because I thought all these people were going to be terrified to go into the woods
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> if
1: they could in this life. I think we just have to realize that there are things that we may not understand, and we need to be mindful
2: Yes, that
1: there are things out there, and maybe they're good, and maybe they're bad. I know what I think they are.
0: Yeah, um, e- even,
1: even if...
0: Even if even if there isn't a, uh, a a mystical cryptid out there waiting to snatch us or to kill us, I mean there are still right. are other large predators. Absolutely. I mean we could step off a cliff. I mean you could twist your ankle yeah. on, on a trail. I mean, we so, have yeah.
1: panthers here. Yeah. yeah. I mean we have you know we have bears, we have panthers, we have bobcats. Yep. I mean you could break your ankle on a log and be lost. You know. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, you know it's anything can happen. So. Uh, getting back to the most important part. Kentucky. I, I, yes. It was the far eastern side of Kentucky and I had been getting a lot of reports from there. But a young woman called and she explained to me that they had had an incident back in the I think around maybe 2009. I'm trying to get keep the years straight. Sometimes it all runs together and like I said I haven't you know, been involved, I just kind of backed out for a while. But um they in an ice storm had lost all of their everything had to be thrown out of the refrigerator and freezer. And they were in the deep hills of Kentucky on that side of the state. And um I decided after a few times of talking with her and her family that I was gonna go out there and just see if I could help them. Sometimes I, I just helped people do simple things like cut down some shrubs around their house where they're not feeling uh, for people that said they were seeing them, you know, come up to their windows.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, I've seen that and I would fall out if something like that happened to me. So I can't even imagine what they felt like. So there are some people you can just tell when you're talking to them. They're scared. And some people you talk to are very happy and they they have another direction with them. They think they're going to make friends with them. And, you know, they actually go out and I guess they say they, you know, feed them. And I can't imagine doing that, but I, I've heard that a lot, but I, I didn't really cover a lot of those stories. I I let the guys do that. And, um, I stuck with the ones where people were just really, really asking for help. So, like I said, I a new young woman had come on to the show. I was fixing to leave the show because I just wanted to do investigations. I didn't I didn't want to continue uh, on the air. I just I felt better at, at what I know best, and that's being out in the wild. I love it. So I invited the new uh, woman. Her name she's a good friend of mine. Her name is Shannon Legro, and I was I wanted her to be here because it's uh we haven't discussed it in several years now and i thought it would be great because it was something that changed her too but uh anyway long story short she agreed to meet me out there and we arrived just about an hour apart and uh met each other and then we drove and i mean through some, some some of the thickest mountains they call them out there uh that, you know, that I had been in, in a long time. We found their house and, uh, they were very kind, down to earth people, just sweet. And, uh, they told their story. And when she, when she explained what she saw back in 2009, she said that her and her father were sitting on the couch after that ice storm and this huge thing she just saw a shadow and looked, and this thing literally just kind of. She said it never stopped. It just walked across their front porch without stopping, grabbed that bag of soft food, and there, it was meat that was, you know, going bad. Mm-hmm. And it just grabbed the bag without even stopping and just marched right up this mountain that was directly in front of their home. Out in that area, their houses are kind of built on the edges of mountains. You know, there's no, there's not a lot of flat land there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally, they carve out areas and just, you know, level it out and make homes and on the edges of up these mountains. And this thing, had, she said, had walked straight up the mountain and she said that it was not hairy like people describe Bigfoot. And the only other report I'd had from that was from the, uh, the researcher. He's a pretty famous fellow, and he had told me something about that before that there are some out in the East that they actually call Neanderthal. And that shocked me. I had never heard of that before. But there, like I said, there were so many names for them. The mm-hmm. Native Americans, I could go on forever. But <clears throat> Neanderthal sounded crazy to me. But it didn't matter. I could tell you they were scared. So we get there. They're kind. I've got a camera on the truck, but they had, they had a place for us to stay. Uh, It it was great. And it was late. We got there late that evening. So we actually didn't get to see a lot of the land. Like I wanted, I was planning on just, you know, kind of walking out the Hills and kind of searching around and getting my footing in that area. And by the time I got there, like I said, the sun was, was going to go down in about two hours. So we drove down to a spot where this young woman had claimed that she and her son had seen one recently. And a retired sheriff deputy had also reported to her that he arrived home. Uh, it was just weeks before I got there. and. Not only were people having problems with like rabbits and, you know, them being killed, there were other things. A boy was knocked off his motorcycle. Oh, wow. He was riding a dirt bike down a, a, these are the, you know, this is the story of this community. Um, This teenage boy was riding a dirt bike down a gravel road and he, you know, kids, and he was going pretty fast. And the boy swears. And when I spoke to him, I, I could tell he, he really didn't even know what to think, still. But um, he said it actually knocked him flat off his bike, and he just laid there as it walked on by. And like I it, like it. Just I,
0: stuck its arm out like clothesline. Yeah, him?
1: just stuck it, like clotheslining. Like I, I, I can't. I don't know why it would do that. Maybe the sounds. I have no clue. But the young man was very believable. He was. He was convinced of what he saw.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I I just the, the sheriff had reported that this he got home one evening and he had been hearing something back from a cave on his property. So much so that he was he wouldn't even walk back there. He was elderly, he had lived there for years, but he wasn't able to keep up his property like he did when he was younger. He arrived home from an a long visit. Yeah, I think he'd been gone a couple of days. And when he got home, he walked it to the back of his house where he normally entered and it was covered with, he said, gas near all over the back of his home. Oh, wow. Like, long stretches. I was, I was so sad that he didn't have a photo of it. I wanted to see it so bad. But, um, I mean, these were these are stories that were coming together from people that, that weren't acting like, you know, lunatics. They were acting like they wanted help to figure out what to do before something bad, bad happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I, so I, I'm a very down to earth person. I try not to say things or get into things that are going to, you know, driving to crazy land because you can get lost in the subject if you let it, you know, sure. but I, I, I just come at it probably different than a whole lot of people. But that night she took us. I'm going to try to keep this straight <laughs> so that you can understand. Uh, we arrived. Took us to the place where her and her young son reported seeing one. And by this time, the sun had gone down and I was not liking that I didn't mm-hmm. think it would take that long to drive through the hills to get to the place we were going uh we of course I had I was I always packed you know I've always got a gun I'm not going in the woods without one you just I just don't and um we started hearing whistles I could not believe it and I started you know you have to be careful was thinking you know you always in the back of your mind have to be thinking, well, you know, what if I'm being, you know, punked here? You know, what if people are, you know, just setting this up? You know, so we had a flare camera. Uh, very helpful. And when we had started hearing the whistles, I started hearing some come back from behind us. I had never heard that before.
0: Like they were communicating. And I
1: said, yes. We heard clicks. We heard a low, guttural growl from down a deep ravine, and I said, "Everybody needs to get back in this SUV." R-
0: Ramona, would you mind if I play? Would you mind if I played you a sound? I actually have what is alleged to be a the like that exact same the the way you described it, like a a, a guttural growl from a Sasquatch mm-hmm. that someone had uh, had captured, and I'd like to just have you hear it. And tell me if this is anywhere sure. close to what you heard. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Is recording himself during mm-hmm. a routine mushroom hunt in the woods of northern Illinois. The man is startled by a strange and scary sound seemingly coming from nearby.
3: It's a
0: long drawn out. Not call. hearing anything. It about oh, you're nine. not hearing anything? Oh shoot. Okay. No. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm not sophisticated enough to make it work properly. I, I dang it. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, well go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue.
1: Right now. No, it's fine. Uh, well, you know, you under if you've heard it, you you have an idea of what I'm talking about. It's not a
0: normal sound. No, it's, no that that was fine. like a howl right it there. And actually, uh, let yeah. me play this, let me play this one for the audience, too. Hold on, guys. Take a listen okay. to this.
4: The absolute
0: that one's more like a, a howling, but it kind of lacks oh, yeah. some something <laughs> that, uh, uh, that, that wolves have, you know, but. But definitely yeah. I, I have heard uh I've heard what you described before with with what what appears to be various creatures in different parts of the forest mm-hmm. that are are throwing off those different whistles and then the clicks. Absolutely. And yes, and it clearly it's coming from two different places and I mean they're not talking to you. Mm-hmm. They're talking to each other.
1: Absolutely. Well, they wouldn't talk to me, you know. They mm. they're they're sending signals to each other. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that with all of my heart. And the the knocks on the trees, uh, I there is absolutely no doubt that that is absolutely true. There cannot be that many people running around the woods, taking you know whacking on the tree at when and when you come back and surprise them, they don't know you're coming. That's mm. that's something I would do too. Yeah, I would I would volunteer to come back and I would just show up if if they agreed to that. Because I, I'm very, I wanted to be very careful, and not fall into just some story, you know. But, like I said, I, I, that, when I heard that sound, and I knew that we were getting whistles from behind us, and we're all standing there behind an SUV in the dark. Uh, I'll tell you one thing: the author that was there, he wanted to be there just to kind of witness. He really didn't want to go in the woods, but he he wanted to watch what we were doing. I, I'd never met him before. But that man was in the truck so fast that I, his hand was on my shoulder at one point. And because he he and he was from the city, so he really was out of his, you know, safe zone anyway. <laughs> but he reached out and had his hand on my shoulder. And I mean, like he's hanging on when we start hearing the, the whistles. And then when that growl came, I thought, mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. For one thing, you're not for sure what you're dealing with. And even with the flare, I couldn't see anything at that point. I I was, I didn't look long enough. I was like, everybody needs to get in the SUV and we need to get back up there. It's dark. We can't see what we're doing. That man was already in the truck. He had let like, go on my shoulder and he had already piled into the truck and I was, we were, Shannon and I laughed and he chuckled too, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't ready to play. So, we go back to their house and we we set up on the porch, our cameras, our phones, our, our, everything we had. And we just decided literally that was as good a spot as any on their front porch. And we sat there in the quiet and in the dark and listened. And it it wasn't, I don't think we were sitting there 15 minutes, uh, by this time it's probably nine, 9.00 PM when we all finally gathered outside and it wasn't 15 minutes. We started hearing what they call whoops.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And one would come from behind me on, on these big mountains. You could, you know, there's no doubt to tell where it was coming from. And then you would hear one a few seconds later, do another whoop. And it would be like on a hill. You could tell it was coming from another, absolute opposite direction. And I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. These people have <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It, then we started hearing coyotes. But they weren't quite like coyotes. And I knew the sound wasn't quite right and I kept speaking about that. I I would bring that up. I was like, Are are you guys used to hearing this kind of coyote song? and they're like, oh yeah, and I'm like, mm, that sounds a little weird. Do you think? They're like, well, it does.
0: Do you think that the Sasquatch were imitating coyote sounds? I absolutely believe that. Wow. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell
1: you why. It in about that happened about 15 minutes after we sat down. It was like no time. It just started, and it was like it didn't let up. We started hearing the coyote sounds. We were hearing wood knocks. We heard whoops, and they were coming from north, south, east, west. It was the most bizarre thing. I, I mean, they would have, someone would have had to set up, you know, blast cameras on various mountains to bother to trick me, <laughs> if if that weren't real. Right. There, there is no other animal in the woods that makes that sound and i know that for certain i i mean i know the fox i know a vixen there there are certain things when you've been in that environment all your life you just know that something's not sounding right so this carries on for a a a good solid hour i mean back and forth whoops knocks, coyote bark uh coyotes howling coyotes crying coyotes whimpering it was not like coyotes normally do, and the next thing we knew, it sounded like somebody was like like these animals were attacking a pack of coyotes. We could hear them screaming, barking, like whimpering. It it was god awful. I I could not believe my ears. I I sat there just looking at everybody, and I. I'm normally not stunned. I don't scare easily, and I honestly thought I am out of my element. <laughs> I started to begin to realize I I really wanted to know more. I had to know more. I could not stop. I I just I had to start try to out. I I could I thought this is on, you know. So this continues where. We're, we're taping it. We're, we've we got the flare camera on. And like I said, the place that this young woman took us to view, just to see where she had, her and her son had seen, was actually a spot on the other side of the mountain that was in front of her house. I, I know it's hard to explain, but if you could just imagine, there was a, a mountain behind their home, mm-hmm. two mountains to the right and the left, and then one straight in front of them. <clears throat> that was on the other side of that was where she started that she thought. Now we're not even focused on that anymore. We're listening to all this with the coyotes kind of to um, our, it was straight east, dead east to where we were sitting. And it kind of stopped and we were still using the flare to try to see anything we could see that was moving. I was, you know, I was seeing deer, owls, everything that you would see that I wasn't seeing anything that looked like a sasquatch. And all of a sudden the young lady that had called us there says, Look at this and she hands me the flare camera again. And I'm seeing twigs and like acorns and sticks, you know, little rocks, pebbles. And they're literally being tossed straight at they're not falling down out of the trees over the over the side of the road. They're literally like coming at us mm-hmm. like and I said have you ever had this happen before and she said no this has never happened I can only tell you what happened next was like I said it, it changed everything I thought I knew we sat there it was hard to hear the coyote situation. It it was, I was like just cring cringing. I I was thinking, oh my like, gosh, they are absolutely hunting. You know, they're calling them in. They were calling them in. I truly believe that.
0: You think the Sasquatch I, were calling the coyotes in?
1: Absolutely. I I know you you guys can all think I'm insane. It's, it's just my belief. Well, I, I, it's it's what- not.
0: It's not unbelievable to me. I mean, I mean, clearly they're they're all living out in the woods together. I mean, I think that yeah. animals have the ability to communicate with each other. And I, I've seen, you know, an, any number of, of different pairings of of uh, of different species that appear to be able to communicate right. and work together. So, I mean, coyotes and Bigfoot working together if, in for something. I mean, yeah, I, I think that that yeah. could possibly happen. Totally.
1: I I felt like they were actually hunting them though. Mm. I felt like uh, I um
0: I mean that's possible the reason too.
1: Say that, <laughs> the reason I, mean, they I say eat. that is because yeah, I I think they're on the menu. Okay. I, I really think they're on the menu and I you know, they gotta eat something, like you said. Oh oh I just cases, I just
0: clicked. It just clicked. They were they were imitating the coyotes to lure yeah. them in so that they could then yeah. Eat, hunt them. Okay, okay.
1: Well, we all felt that was what happened. It wasn't just me. We were all like, we all at the same time were just like, "Oh my God!" They called them in. Wow. Even the young woman that was sitting there was looking at me like she couldn't believe it. Like this was more activity than they had normally had. I wow. think when we went down there in the dark and started messing around, and that, and we walked up and heard that guttural growl. I think we were in a really mm, unsafe situation and mm-hmm. i i I have to say <laughs> they are smart i don't I would never try to claim that I understand what they are. I only know that after the coyote Yelping and howling, sounding like they were, you know, being caught. Um, we sat there just trying to calm down a little bit because, I mean, the young lady that called us there, her mother was ready to go on into the house. She was done. Uh, the Her father had already gone in. He didn't want anything else to do with it. And uh, her husband was. Not there, and I don't think he wanted anything to do with it. Uh, but the town, the next day, <laughs> did, especially after what happened. As we sat there, things calmed down, and things pretty much it went like a just a silent, it, you know, just a silent, quiet night in the country. There were all of a sudden you couldn't hear anything, just you know the regular birds or whatever in the woods. But it was just a very quiet, dead silent area to be in. And I wasn't hearing anything and I thought, Well, whatever's going on, you know, it stopped. And my friend, Shannon McGraw, she, she was like me, she's like, I think whatever just happened just, you know, it, it's done. And I said, Yeah. We we ended up sitting there, they were telling me more stories. We were just all of us sitting there at that point having conversations about more of what had been happening in their area. We we weren't even trying to record at that point. I think by this time it was about two AM. And all at once, in the middle of us, just you know, like I said, discussing different stories of what had been happening around there, they were just trying to inform me. This screen comes it it was like straight in front of us. Probably I would say maybe Sixty yards away, because you've got to count the the road and then up the hill. But the the bend of the mountain where you start to go up that slope, there there came a sound, a yell so loud out of the woods right there in front of us. I have never in my life heard anything that was so loud that it would pound through the front of my chest. Mm. I felt like my chest inside was like rattling just I like a drum beating into my chest like when you go to one of those indoor car you know the tractor pulls and how that just you know yeah um that kind of sound is coming out but every sound of every (laughs) animal that I could you know that I've heard normal things was all at once Breathing these sounds without taking a breath, nonstop, changing from the sound of a bird to a fox to an owl to this sound that we all decided to call like it. I swear I didn't want to say this because that's this is really going to sound crazy, but it was like a I don't know what you would call a pterodactyl sound. It sounded (laughs) like some kind of wild bird, but it went on. I mean, it was just it, it it was but but it was like a blast. The ins- the insides of my ears were just buzzing, wow! And it stunned me. It stunned me to the point that I ha- I had no idea what in the Lord's name came over me. But I got up out of my chair and I started to walk towards the road. I I don't even know. I would not in my normal thought process, I would not get up and walk toward something that just scared me that bad. This, this call went out nonstop without a breath sound. This was one animal or one thing and could not see it. But I, I, I don't, I can only tell you, I have no idea how an animal can make a sound like that. And it went on for about 15 seconds straight. Just every kind of call you could imagine. It was like it was like, don't even or something. I don't know. But I found myself walking toward it. And so did Shannon McGraw. We're both ending up walking towards it. And she grabs my arm and she says, Ramona, well, I think we need to back up. And I, I said, yeah, what are we doing? And I start backing up. I put my hand on my hand grab my gun and I, I was terrified and I've never been terrified (laughs) of something in the woods, but I was terrified. I thought, if this thing comes out, what are we going to I, I felt like it was so big that it would come right through the wall of their house. I didn't even feel safe to go. It didn't feel any safer to be in the house. That's how loud this thing was. I, I was, i was tore up from the floor up i didn't know what to think shannon didn't know what to think and the family said they had never heard that kind of call before So we spent the night i didn't sleep at all i couldn't i all i could think of Shannon and i just kept going back and forth what in god's name just happened and I said, we're going to get down to this in the morning when daylight comes up. Let's just, we're going to head out. So, of course, that that may have been the first time I was a little bit anxious about going into the woods. Very anxious. And uh, I was determined, though, I had to see if there were any footprints. I had to see what was going on up on that hillside from the area, I felt like it was coming from. So then, when the daylight came up, we, uh, the family would not, didn't want to come with us. Uh, they, I think, they stayed at home. But I, I started out in a different area. I didn't go straight across the road. I, I have a still leery of that. But I wanted to, wanted to search out the area. I found caves. I found freshwater springs running out of the caves the food you know they have endless supply of food there and those are the things i look for when i'm getting reports you know i'm thinking do they have shelter can you know how are they hiding but for some reason these were starting to like be like a dominant situation for the people in that area mm-hmm. and it I, at least 15 people showed up the next day to tell us their story from all over that county um, it, I was shocked because people out that way don't, don't normally like to talk about, uh, their situations they are very private people,
2: uh-huh.
1: very private. And, uh, you know, it's a way of life out there. And I was very shocked. They even wanted to tell me anything, but they truly were wondering what they could do to kind of, were they in danger were they not in danger and i was you know I was trying to tell them. I said i'm not an nobody's an expert uh, I said, the best we could do is try to you know cut some shrubs back where you're not worried about walking up on, you know at night some mm-hmm. lights out you know for safety. I tried to be you know try to give them some help some ideas and solutions, but I also don't want to scare people from the love of the woods because I love great outdoors you know I I don't want to make people frightened I don't think they're out there to get you I don't think they're I, I don't think they want anything to do with us uh
0: I think I know that I, I think that that's where potentially the danger can arise from, because uh, I think it's clear that at, at times they're territorial. So if they feel that uh, a person or an animal or you know a group is is infringing mm-hmm. on their territory, they're gonna they're gonna protect it, you know, in whatever way they. Right. Uh, they think they can, and I can, you know, I mean, you yeah. look at a, a community like that, however small, uh, you know, just in, in living in, in the, the hollers of Kentucky, I mean, it must be growing, uh, you know, I mean, that people must be doing yes. things and, and moving out, so I mean, that by I mean, by its very yeah. nature, yeah, that's, that's going to be a threat to them. Well, listen, Ramona, listen, we've got to take a quick break for the second half of the show. I've got to sure. play another sponsor ad, so we're going to come back on just the other side, and I think I figured out how to make it so that you can hear these sounds because I'd like to play them for the audience as well. We'll be right back guys. Bitcoin (laughs) ETF is all the rage right now. And that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now add to that lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the commodities futures trading commission or the securities and exchange commission. Now, Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And My Digital Money can help you do that. With My Digital Money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, Direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service. So feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833-636-2008. Invest with MyDigitalMoney.com today. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. So uh Master out in the chat had mentioned that I should search for Sierra sounds, Sasquatch Sierra sounds. I actually had those Absolutely. yes, I've got them pulled yes. up already. So here, let me go ahead and so what I'm gonna have to do I know is, those well. Okay, so I, I so I think what I have to do is uh is is share the sound with you and then I have to mute myself because the audio is gonna be okay. shared on my channel so that you can hear it. So I won't say anything. Okay. We've got a couple of minutes of these sounds and then after the other on the other side of that we'll come back. Sure. Okay. All right. So here we go. think that worked <laughs> all right i don't think that worked it looked like there it sounded it looked like there was a delay on there so all it was right a I, little bit yeah it, but i
1: know i know that i've heard that um many times
0: okay and it, all right. it
1: is something you know, else. if you're playing the same tape i think of were you hearing like um like a garbled speech <clears throat> yeah are you hearing that? Were you playing the tape? That oh, like, I, I, a, I, I, like a I couldn't,
0: I couldn't hear it. It, it just, all I knew was it, all, sort, was all I knew is it, it didn't work. I could That's hear that. The, the um, I, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't able to hear it myself because, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. The, the audience heard it, but then it started with a delay. And so it was like, it, it was, think a, I'm muted. <laughs> no, 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 I can hear you. I can hear you right now. Um, Okay, something is going on where now Ramona can't hear me. So I'm still here. Okay, yeah, I I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you, but you can't hear me. Hello. Um, hold on just a second.
1: I'm here if you're you're still on the line.
0: I can still hear you. Okay. Um you should hang up and call back. Okay. Hold on just a second. We're just going to disconnect her and uh she will come back here in just a second. Hold on. Hold on. Let's get it figured. Dang it. Why does that always have to happen? Hi Ramona? Yes. Hi, we could hear you but you just couldn't hear me. So, just I'm It's okay, it's okay. It's no big deal. Just call that number back and uh, and we'll we'll I'm sure it'll it'll sure. reset it. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. So, while I'm waiting for her to call back, let me see if I can hear this myself. <laughs> All right, so that sounds like maybe it's somebody actually uh, trying to get the Sasquatches to reply to them. So, like, they're actually saying stuff and then trying to get them to to reply. So while we're waiting for Ramona real quick, I I had a couple of super chats, rumble rants rather from Fredo awakening. And so I wanted to make sure that I recognized him. Appreciate your brother. Thank you for the support. Uh, Fredo said, has it ever been postulated that Sasquatch are tribes of trans? (laughs) That took way too much testosterone. Would explain the screams, weird eyes, and excessive hair. Nose rings could confirm the theory. (laughs) And then he also says, "Uh, I think that noise was Chris Christie after a night at Taco Bell. And then he also says, Ramona and Zach, I don't have an opinion on Bigfoot. Uh, Never encountered one. So I have an open mind and just having some fun with the topic. No disrespect. I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me, Ramona? Ramona, can you hear me? Ramona. Ramona. Oh, Ramona, right. Ramona, Ramona, can you hear me? Testing, 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 testing. Okay. Um, I'm just going to hang on the line to you yeah, uh, pick it up. You are. Okay. Uh, you are here. I can hear you. You can't hear me. That's, uh, that's weird. All right. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why she can't hear me. It's such a bummer. Um, Tell you what. I'm going to start a new call. All right. So we're going to go ahead and end this call right now. Yep. And let's try something different. Hang on just a second. Um, God darn it. And we're going to do a new meeting. Join with computer audio, and let me share, invite, copy, okay. No, don't. I'm starting a new call, so you're going to need new information. There we go. Use that new meeting ID and passcode. Okay, well, let's continue to listen to the soothing sounds of the Sasquatch coming from the Sierra Mountains. Oh, so That's our job. Oh, my
2: oh. I will be the know where we look for tracks I'm sure
0: Hold on, I have some more here. Sasquatch Central. Let's hear what these ones sound like. Okay, we're not going to buy your merch. That's the one. Right. So I see uh, Master in the chat saying that it's been proven that humans can make those sounds. I- I'm not alleging that these are legitimate Bigfoot sounds; only that they are alleged Bigfoot sounds. Now, someone also said, uh, "Search for squamish Sasquatch." I'm going to pull this video up right now. I can't
3: really see it very well.
0: This is a video I've seen before.
3: We're on top of Triconi Peak, and pretty sure. Just Sasquatch down there. Oh my God. I can't really see it very well. It's this little black dot walking in the middle of the snow,
0: in the middle of, in the nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Sam Squanch. Sure that's Sam squanch. <laughs> Sam squanch. squanch. <laughs> it's Sam Squanch. I wish you could see it better in the. Same <laughs> Salty Zero says, Zach, I love this topic, but this is effing hilarious. Yeah, the best laid plans of mice and men are often laid to waste. Fredo says, one question I've always had is, uh, how are they procreating and continuing to exist? Every sighting seems to be male except this poor man that was assaulted by the female Sasquatch. She was thirsty. Well, the, act- the, the best video of a Sasquatch that I've ever seen, the Gimlin footage, that appears to have been a female Sasquatch. And, you know, I mean, if they're all covered in fur and if they're all between the, it's the heights of seven and 10 feet tall, I mean, you know, how do we know? I mean, I've never been up on one. I've never seen uh, a set of Sasquatch gazumbas or a uh, Sasquatch eggplant, if you will. Here we go. Let's try and bring Ramona back in. Ramona, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can.
0: Thank you Jesus. I
1: don't know
0: what, so. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> don't don't worry, you know, we're we'll we'll figure it out perhaps in another day. Yeah. But all right, so continuing going back to the to your story there. Uh okay. and the next day all those people are coming in and they're giving you right. their, their own we're stories interviewing
1: one after the other. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay, and we're continue. We're going
1: to different places. Uh we travel around, you know, to different homes. I saw the cage where the rabbits, you know, had been killed every single one of them. Uh, And I did see photos of that. It it was, you know, horrible. It was gruesome. Um, But what blew my mind, a lot of people in the, I call them SAS for short, just what I've always called them. But in the Bigfoot world, the people that are dive into this, the Native Americans are starting to dive into this uh, deeply very deeply and uh i think that's you know pretty cool but people people will have sides they you know some people believe they're bad some native american tribes believe they're evil some believe they're good and that they're protectors uh you get all sorts but a lot of people will just flat out tell you they don't live in caves you know Mm -hmm. that they live like the apes and i've always you know thought that doesn't make sense. I, I have a different feeling. And when I started seeing all those caves uh in so many locations, I thought, man, they could they could travel anywhere. We we walked up um it wasn't too far, I'd say probably a two miles from the from the actual place that all that took that happened the night before. We walked out into a stretch of woods where they said they had heard some loud howls before. And of course, this was broad daylight, so it wasn't as scary. I could see what was, what was going on around me, and the woods in that area weren't, weren't too thick. I started seeing something, though, that, that I had seen before, and people had described over and over and over to me. I've seen so many pictures of it. But the, there were trees, small trees that are they're snapped. Yep. Uh, I'd say two feet from the ground, just snapped and crisscrossed, like, you know, they'll make X's. I, I know that that probably just sounds wild to anybody who's listening that's never been into the subject. I have no idea what that's all about. How could I, how could anybody really, but I, I, other than that to say that I think in my mind, they're marking their territory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think they're very territorial. Uh, for the things I've seen when, when families and communities start growing, People keep living in the same areas, you know. Children that, in in some cultures, you know, out this way, people tend to stay in their small towns, you know, if they can, close to home with family and friends. And the towns, you know, do start to grow. And at that point, you know, I guess if there is a Sas Sasquatch group, some people call them troops, Mm -hmm. like they do with the gorilla. they're going to get angry. Like, you know, they're going to start trying to do what any large predator would do and, and take its area back. I I don't know how that, you know, will all get sorted out for those people because, um, you know, to this day, I, for a long time, I, I kept going out there and they developed a, a group together. They started working together. And I was very happy for them. I think it made them feel, feel a lot safer. And I think they went completely public uh, with with their situation out there because they wanted as much help as they could get. And that is something that I, I had never witnessed. I've never seen so many people be so concerned over the very same thing and convinced enough to talk about it without caring what you thought, you know they were going to tell you and if you didn't believe it that's the, it didn't matter to them they knew what they knew and i give people people that are sincere like that it it's, you want to help you want to do something but you know you sometimes you you have to say i i really am out of my league here i i really think that you guys need to be careful i think but i think uh Maybe you don't want to taunt them, maybe you don't want to go looking for them right now. Maybe you don't want to be encroaching upon their territory because it, that could maybe let us try to die down a little. I mean that was true. the best advice I knew to give them and to not when I was seeing I saw a really good print a uh, good footprint um, in the garden. I saw the next print, but it was it was not in the wet area. Um, I'm, I'm really not a person that, that studies the footprints because I I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of casts, you know, I, I understand what, 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 you know, you're looking for. And, um, we finally, when we saw the, the cave system, uh, there was a drop off at one point, right where the, obviously seen those trees that were broken off in that area. Uh, like I said, two miles from their home. And like I said, the trees, several, this was, I would say at least seven or eight trees crisscrossed around in different areas. And none of the other trees were broken. Not a limb, not a, that's when you start. That's where I'm, that's where I'm, I'm good at those things. I understand what looks, what's normal was and what's not. And that was not normal. And I, I, I've, Understood that right off the bat. We continued down this game trail, and I I stick the game trails a lot because I have in my mind I think they use them. I think they use power line walkways. Uh, too many reports have come in to people that you know where the power lines go through the woods. Uh, it's a it's an open highway for deer and anything else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've I've had a lot of pictures and reports from that. Uh, but the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life was as we walked on this game trail. Shannon taps me and she's like, "Look at this!" And there's a bush about six feet tall. But it was the oddest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, the The branches were bent down, like bowed down, to make like a like an umbrella. But they weren't perfect. They were all like Twisted, bushes don't grow that way in the woods. I'm just going to say that. They don't grow no. that way. This thing was an absolute, like an igloo, but it was out of one bush, like twisted together, like purposefully woven into the shape. I've never heard of that. I had never seen that. Now, do you think that, that have could have been for,
0: do you think that could have been for shelter?
1: I think it was for, I think they are smart. And I think that that was a, to me, from my hunting, from the way I track, the way in my mind, when I saw and crawled in this thing, we could have put 12 people in there sitting cross legged. Oh, wow. All around in a circle. And the tree, we took many pictures of this. The trees, um, <laughs> the stalk of the tree, like I said, is about six feet off the ground with the branches bent down in a, in a boat, like an igloo, it had a hole, like a rust. It wasn't perfect, but it was like a, you know, something you could tell had gone in there. Mm-hmm. The grass was matted and flat, and at the backside was another hole that you could crawl out. <laughs> and it was super big, and we crawled inside of that thing, and we were like, okay, this is enough, and we got back out. Uh, Shannon found some hair uh we collected it we were gonna send it off but she was going to send it off Um uh, I, I you know i had no idea what what the hair was uh, i don't think shannon ever followed through and found out either but um when when we saw that all i thought in my mind was that is a way they're they're waiting on this game trail how easy would that be to sit inside of there? If I were a hunter, you know, I'm thinking the way I would do things as a hunter. Sure, it's just live, like
0: sitting on a blind, I,
1: right? Like sitting in a tree blind, yeah. And whack! I mean, if that thing could reach out and slap somebody off the motorcycle, I mean, it could reach out and snatch anything that walks by a normal game trail that animals are all going to follow. I I don't know that I have I have no proof of that. It's just what my gut told me. Well, it's
0: logical. I mean, if, yeah, you know, it's I, common
1: sense. I was like, oh my god!
0: So and
1: I realized this thing was way smarter than I had ever given it credit for.
0: Yeah. So I'm. Um, while we've been talking here, Ramona, I've been playing that famous game game trail cam footage from Yellowstone, which shows mm. what appears to be a family of Bigfoots. Perhaps stalking a herd of buffalo inside Yellowstone. Have I you ever? Have you seen that footage?
1: I, I haven't. I've I've been told about it, but I have never seen it, and I haven't heard it. No.
0: Oh my gosh! I'm going to send it to you because it's something that you need to see. I'd this, love
1: to have it.
0: Yeah when this when this was revealed, gosh, I don't know. I think this was like ten years ago or something. Like This was, uh, as far as mm-hmm. I was concerned, this was like the 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 coolest, most convincing the, yeah. piece of evidence.
1: Yeah. I can't say that I absolutely haven't heard it, but if, you know, if that was it, I, I'm not aware of it. So I'd love to hear it. So I'd love for you to send it to me.
0: Yeah, so it, uh, it basically, basically, you see these, you see what looks like some, a number of people or a number of beings walking through the mm-hmm. tree line. And then they come down this ridge and behind the stand of pine trees walking uh, mm-hmm. behind some buffalo that are are walking towards this uh, looks like a river, or creek bed. And mm-hmm. it has it has the, the 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 game cam like zoomed in on this scene. And then when you see what is clearly like a 10 foot tall person or something, you know, that totally looks like they're covered mm-hmm. in hair, they walk out and then right. you see a number of them walking behind them. It's almost like that's the dad. He's going first to make sure that the yes. route route is safe and then the family's coming in behind him. As soon as that happens, whoever is controlling this mm-hmm. camera zooms the camera mm-hmm. out really, really fast so that you don't get a close look at it for very much longer. I mean, it's obvious that <clears throat> somebody was trying to stop Anybody who, because this was playing on the internet, you know, I mean, this is why everybody has it. Mm-hmm. It was just Yellowstone's uh, trail cams, so p- pretty interesting stuff. I, 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 really like to know what you think after you get a chance to see it.
1: I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, when I when I got out of uh, all of that, actually, just I actually was so worried about those people that I, I, I didn't want to encourage them to. Um continued to I could tell they were on the hunt, you know they wanted to find this thing, mm-hmm. and I tried to explain to them where there's one there's another. you heard it, you know we were telling them what happened the night before, and none of them were surprised uh as a matter of fact, the best friend of that retired sheriff I told you about was there speaking with me, uh telling me more about that story, and he said he had heard that call several times like a mocking of all kinds of animals. And I mm-hmm. said, I've never, I've spent weeks and months in the woods and I've never heard anything like that in my life ever. And I will never get it. When, when Shannon, it doesn't matter if we go for three or four years without getting the chance to really chat. When we talk about that to day. That is the most formidable memory that that ever hit either of us. It sent her in a direction into radio. She has her own show, and she she dives right into it. I backed off because I got very concerned that as much as I, I think it's amazing to search for them, uh, to, to be curious in this world, to understand that there are things we just don't know. I mean, when you've got reports of them being called dog, there's a dog face type.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
1: never witnessed one of that. But Michigan I, dog man. I, yes. I have witnessed the the woman crying in front of my face, terrified of this thing, especially because she described its face like a dog like a, a snout, which, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, I, to me, I, everything I try to do, I try to stay grounded in my face. That is first and foremost in my life. It has to be, or I just, I wouldn't survive this crazy insane world. I think that the way that all happened, it made me step back and realize that, uh People that go out there should never be taking their children uh, with them. (laughs) This -hmm. is not something to play with, in my opinion. Now, other people feel very comfortable around them, and they claim that they've befriended them. I've never witnessed that, but I would never dispute or try to tell someone they didn't see what they saw because I've had that done to me. Now, you can get into the ridiculous, and I, I won't even discuss that because... If it's going into the some kind of demonic or anything like that, I'm I'm getting out. I'm not having sure. anything to do with it. And um, you know, there's people that'll take it there. I also bothered to drive all the way out to Oregon and wound up. I really, I have been fooled. I thought I had a pretty good bull crap detector, but you know, I've been tricked. Uh, I got out to Oregon and these people were claiming to see Bigfoot. I mean, they they were acting scared. They were saying the right words. Uh, I drove all the way out there. It Took me two and a half days to get there, but I was determined that I was, you know, going to go see if I could see what I could see and maybe give these folks an idea of what they were dealing with, if possible. And uh, plus, my curiosity was driven. You know, I, I at that time I just what I did. I, I get out there and, and they're pointing at things and trying to describe these big to me. And I'm like, you people are um, seeing things that I'm just not capable of seeing. I, I, you're trying, you know, you're trying not to be really mean to people, you, but you get aggravated sometimes when people, you know, you find yourself in a mess that's just silliness, in your opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. You're trying
1: to be kind, but you're backing out, you know, a little bit. I've heard some, you know, silly stuff, but I also know that regardless of the silly stuff or people that want to get, you know, lost in something and make it kind of silly. Twi- Everything can be twisted. But I, I think this is a a situation. I don't think there's anything new under the sun. I think there were giants in the days of old. And I think that we deal with giants now. I think that we don't know exactly what they are. And I think they're very territorial and I think they're very strong and I believe they don't want to bother people but I believe they will if they feel threatened. I also believe I've heard many stories about a single sasquatch attack just by itself. They're not very common when when you as far as a total attack, someone's saying they're banging on our house, you know, looking in the windows. Uh, Yeah. In my mind, I started studying the great eight. Uh, People didn't like that. I wasn't trying to imply they were an ape. I don't know what they are, but I was just trying to go by nature and what, you know, kind of made sense. And I I started realizing about the, the, the Sentinel in a normal pack or group of gorillas. You know, they have the younger males sit out on the edge of the forest and watch. Yep, yep. For everybody, and, you know, people didn't even believe that those, those great apes existed.
0: Right, uh, right. I mean, it, I, I, know, I I never quite on. understood why people, like, bristle at the idea that maybe this is an unknown great ape, you know? I mean, yeah. like, an intelligent, yeah. unknown great ape, you know? North America is, like, the only place on Earth where monkeys don't live or we're told That's at least. Right. And I saw people right. in the, somebody in the chat had said, you know, why would they keep this quiet? Well, I mean, let's just, you know, war game this. I mean, what's the, the, the if, if yeah. there is, if there is an intelligent ape that lives in North America in certain spots, mm-hmm. if the government was mm-hmm. to admit that they were there, first of all, suddenly those areas would have to be protected by the endangered species act. Uh, second of all, yeah. people, People might be going out there into the woods to try to capture them or capture proof of them or kill them. So that would put them in danger of that. Uh, was bothering me. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. I, so I couldn't so, handle that. I, I had to go ahead. Yes. So there's
0: there's there's more than a couple reasons why I can see why they would keep this uh keep this quiet, you know. I mean and then there is the far out there possibility that uh, on right. top of on top of being an intelligent great ape. You know, maybe there is some aspect of this that verges on the paranormal that we don't understand. I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've looked into, yeah.
1: I think that's what I'm trying to say without saying, I guess. Sure. Uh, That night was the first time in my life that I felt like I was dealing with something a little bit off, a little bit. It wasn't because of the, even the fear. Like I told, I, I'm not afraid of the woods. I, I'm just accustomed to them. I understand there are risks, there's dangers, there's, like people that live in the city.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you have to know your surroundings. But that night that and that scream, the way it went through my entire body and rattled my eardrums where they were just buzzing, I will never get that out of my mind. It did not sound like anything that nature could create, honestly.
0: Well, you know, know, the the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, Tesla's comment about how everything is energy, frequency, and vibration. And if if this is a great ape which has, uh, you know, untold and misunderstood vocal abilities, Mm -hmm. I mean, why is it uh, outside the realm of possibility that perhaps they can use that frequency to either, you know, mimic other animals well, you know, perhaps induce some type of behavior in a person? Because it sounded like you, almost like you were mesmerized and it, uh, I and I, stunned. yes, I wonder if perhaps there was some element of that, like that the, the tones that it was sending out was designed specifically to disorient, uh to perhaps, you know, uh call you out there. And if you had walked all the way out there, who knows what would happen to you?
1: Zach, you are nailing it. Yes. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. I, I don't understand it. I I am not a scientist, but I am a person that that has a good understanding of of life in the woods. Like I said, uh, I can't say that enough. I I just enjoy it. I adore it. The lifestyle. It's just what I know. Um.
2: So I, um, I'll
1: never be the same after that night. I, oh, I, I believe that, that it's some sort of stunning call. I believe I after that I heard a few reports about I, I even saw a video of a deer standing in a yard, uh, just outside the family's home where the where they had their uh security lights. Yep. And there was a deer standing in their yard and they were filming it and this deer starts just like its whole body starts shaking. Like it's like it's standing there. I, you could see it. It's on the video. It's, I wish I had the video.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we had a fire, and I lost family photos oh, so much. Uh, thank God Shannon's got some, some things uh, still left. But I believe, that, to me, that, that is a perfect way to stun an animal.
0: Sure, definitely, I, I
1: definitely. Was there, something was hitting that, and what looked like came walking out, was very large. Uh, I couldn't see close enough to to say, okay, yes, that was a you know, but I mean, what else could it be? Absolutely, it and this thing looked about ten foot tall.
0: And and, and it, when uh, you. When you think about it, I mean, the United States government has developed and <clears throat> is, is developing on an ongoing basis sonic weapons uh-huh. that have been used specifically for crowd control. Or, I mean, think about voice to skull technology or, or the types of technologies that they can use to Absolutely. implant thoughts in your head. You know, I mean, the, the 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 usage of frequency and vibration and sound for any of these things, I mean, has already been done by humans and. Uh, uh-huh. Wouldn't it be something if they were using like a, a technique that already existed in nature. Think about sonar. Whales use sonar to navigate under the ocean. Yeah. And we use sonar to navigate on subs. I think, pretty sure we got the idea from whales. So, um, listen. It,
1: yeah, you, you
0: know. <laughs> so, so we, listen. I, I want to make sure we get some calls in. We have about thirty minutes left, and if yeah. you guys out there in the audience have your own experience and you want to call in and tell us about it, I would love to hear about it. Before we bring in I our first, it. yeah, before we bring in our first caller, I need to say thank you to Salty Zero. Who said, I found some unidentified dung in the backyard yesterday. I asked my wife, and it wasn't hers. (laughs) Fredo says Yes, it is. Fredo says, Has anyone seen Big Mike and Sasquatch on the same room or in the same forest? If a Barack letter saying (laughs) If if a Barack saying he fantasized about making love to Big Bigfoot, then we may be onto something. Just saying. Uh, And then Fredo also says, much respect to Ramona. It takes courage to speak. No disrespect to my comments. I'm just having fun. I have no opinion when it comes to the validity of the existence of Bigfoot, and I hope I never meet him. Um, Then Salty. Salty also says, I second Fredo's sentiment. I love the topic, Ramona, and I am always on the lookout with my wife. That's awesome. Fredo also said – If Bigfoot is real, I would bet my money that Fauci had something to do with it. The dude is a mad scientist and is likely 110 years old. Those poor monkeys and kids.
1: Those poor monkeys.
0: (laughs) And then then our, our cloaked unseen world says, read this quote by Nikola Tesla talking about them. Quote number twenty three of Teslauniverse dot com and one more on my pinned truth social account. Let me copy that link address and I'll go ahead and uh, pull that up while we are listening to the story from our first caller. Let's bring them in right now. Hey. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Yes, this is Aaron Moriarty. Aaron, so good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing?
3: Well, if I was doing right. any better, I'd be I'd be you or Bigfoot.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, Aaron, have have you? I'm glad you called in because this is uh, a perfect opportunity for me to kind of um, uh, bring a couple of different subjects together. Uh, Ramona, in my own research about Bigfoot and all things paranormal, I have found on a number of uh, occasions what appears to be an intersection of UFO or alien sightings with the world of Bigfoot. And there have been stories of people out in the woods who didn't see a UFO, but they did see what appeared to be a large creature, which was almost like. Camouflaging itself, I, I heard it described uh, as if like mm-hmm. the the predator. You know, you could tell that there was something there, but yeah. the the light was bending in a strange way. And then and then there have been a number of instances uh, in the the missing four one one series uh, where children have gone missing or people have gone missing, and they've traversed you know distances that were impossible for them. But then sometimes they come back and they tell stories of uh, a large hairy hominid. And Aaron, uh, I've heard. Yes, or yeah. a bear. Yes, or even like a doppelganger mm-hmm. of like a, like their grandma or something like that. Uh, yeah. But uh, but Aaron, it just you know, some of the 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 ways that I've heard about these stories, that I've heard them discussed, you know, I mean, it seems like uh, there there could be some like nexus between these two things. Like maybe Bigfoot is an interdimensional being, and so that's how they're able I to actually, hide. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Aaron. I,
1: I,
3: I
0: considered that. <laughs> Aaron, uh, what what do you think, buddy? Yeah,
3: I, I I will agree with you that I've seen I've seen maps that show UFO sightings and Bigfoot things, and they pretty much line up. But mm-hmm. uh, the reason I'm the reason I'm calling is now I heard something, and I don't know if this is just just a rumor or if it's true. But the the I think it's the is it the Gimlin uh, footage from the sixties, the one yes. You were yeah. yes, that's it. Yep. So, uh, I heard that when he first saw the creature, it was scratching its back on a tree and he Mm -hmm. fumbled through his backpack trying to find his camera and he made a little noise that startled the creature and it started to walk. And that's when he caught it walking away. After it left, he went back to the tree and gathered a, a piece of the fur, put it in an envelope and no one really looked at it until many years later and they did a DNA, uh, analysis of it and found out it was from a primate, but of no known living primate. Have you heard that? And that, that happens yes. over and
1: over. Yes. It's happened, to my knowledge, at least five times that, that the hair has been tested. It will come back as a primate, but of unknown origin. And then you can no. know from... Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah, so um, so either it was a Bigfoot or this guy had to find an unknown monkey. That no one has ever done before.
1: That no uh, one's ever found. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, I also I also heard that there, somewhere down south I think uh, a, a little cabin was being broken into and they thought it was Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So they put a they put a strip of uh, nails in a board, on a board on the floor. Yeah. And then they caught some DNA that way too, and it mm-hmm. same same results. Mhm.
1: I I encourage people. To do, oh yeah. I I had. Have- I encouraged a lot of people if they were gonna be away from their homes for, you know, any length of time, if they were having the sort of trouble you're talking about, to absolutely put plywood out with the nails to it on their porches. And it seemed to work for a lot of people and uh people were actually getting blood and hair samples that way. Um yeah. but I only know of five that were actually sent off to be tested and they did you know, there was a lot of controversy back in the early 2000s, uh, you know, um, Ketchum, I think was, uh, in the middle of, you know, having a bunch of tests done. And this was, uh, I'm not sure who all was involved, but this was a big deal. Um, I was not in their circles at that time. I was, I had spoken with David Pilates and, um, Various scientists and, you know, crypto special. I mean, people that, that are way into this uh, know a lot more than I do. Um, and all of them go back to Mount St. Helens. When you start, when you really sit down at night and it's a bunch of you that, that have this interest and you've heard the stories and you know a lot. It always goes back to Mount St. Helens. When that blew and the people that described seeing, um, I wasn't there. I'm only, I can only tell you that I've had so many calls over this through the years. Um, People wanting to know if I've ever heard anything, you know, about it. And I have, and I don't know what to tell them, but they they claim that they were were seeing these huge bodies being carried out below the mountain on these stretchers by by military. Um, I, like I said, I, I wasn't there. I have no idea. I was a child when that happened, but, uh, the story always goes back to that. You know, what was that all about? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
3: The yeah. other thing I hear a lot of people say is, well, we've never found their skeletons, but has anyone ever found a bear skeleton in the woods? We no. know bears exist. So that, yeah. that doesn't really yeah. equate to anything.
1: I've never, uh, you will rarely walk up on a set of, you know, deer antlers, the animals eat them, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the love, love. I mean, when the deers drop their antlers, the animals are going to be after those antlers. They're going to get the calcium and every the nutrient they can get out of them. That's the circle of life. And it's rare that you'll walk up uh, and find, you know, unless you actually find a carcass that has, you know, has just recently died, of course, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, and I'm gonna tell you another I, thing. I try to tell people, I, I, like I said, I've spent most of my life outdoors, and I've only walked up on a bobcat five or six times in my life. I mean, I've seen them off in the distance, but I'm walking up on one, you know, where you end uh-huh. up face to face with them just a few times. So, uh-huh. what you know, people don't see those all the time, but we know they're there. Uh-huh. We know they exist. Real, you know, so i i can only go by what my mind tells me Uh
3: uh-huh i i i uh, I gotta say also i was traveling with my kids from wisconsin to minnesota many years ago Mm -hmm. we stopped at a wayside rest and we went down there was this river and a fence by the river and there was a giant footprint in the mud bigger than much bigger than a human i took a picture unfortunately the picture did not turn out so
1: it's, yeah. it's really strange because it, it it is odd that all of us, including me, you know, I I have set up cameras, I have set up tapes. Like I said, that night we were prepared, you know, we were waiting for it, but we just we mm-hmm. gave in too early, I guess. We, you know, but it just uh, a lot of people get some pictures. Uh, I've seen video after video after video. I can't tell you the videos I've gone through, and I've seen some very compelling videos and i've seen some where you're like oh my gosh but the Patterson when you the pattern when you slow that down and watch the muscles on the leg watch watch the arm swing there is no way an elbow can be done that long there's no way that could be
0: the the, the, the way that that creature moves it's just it's not the way a person would move and even more than that there yep. is there's a spot just below the hip, which appears mm-hmm. to be fur that's been worn off, like from the thumb of the creature, yep. like swooping past its own leg gradually over time, yep. just wearing that hair away. That's just not something mm-hmm. that someone would think to 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 create if they were going to be making yeah. a, a, a suit. Yeah. Yep. And they made, yeah. It, it was
1: a female, you know, it was yep. a female. You could see yep. their breasts. Um, you know, this, and also they, when, when they really study this and I mean, scientists have gone over and over and over this, um, the muscles in the leg, they could see an injury on the, their, on her leg where the muscle was like knotted up in a proportion where it looked like it, maybe, you know, like a torn ligament or something, Mm
2: -hmm. because when, Mm
1: -hmm. when her muscles moved, you could see that. You know, like been like it must have been painful or something. Right. So I'm, I mean that that is probably for me the most amazing footage we have to this day. Oh yeah, and people laugh I, and I laugh that off for years. Yeah, but I. And, I think and it's the best thing to do.
3: around that same time was when Planet of the Apes came out, and I saw a, a comparison recently. They had a scene where the apes were going into a sauna and they had no clothes on and it definitely looked like a suit. And that was a state of the art movie that won Mm -hmm. awards for its cat costumes. Nothing close to that footage that was captured. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: yeah. Well,
0: thanks. Thanks Zach for, for taking a call. Absolutely. People waiting. So thank you so much, Aaron. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. So, yeah, Ramona, I was going to ask if you had ever spoken with Dave Politis. I, I've interviewed Dave a couple of times. He's been on the show. He did yeah. not want to do a, a show on Bigfoot. I was a little depressed about that. And uh, also, while, yeah. we were, you know, <laughs> while, while we were on the air here, uh, my friend Erica was in the chat earlier and she said, rest in peace to Scott Carpenter. Scott was a well-known Bigfoot researcher who just passed away a week ago. And, oh, my um, gosh. I
1: didn't know
0: that. Yes. I didn't yes. Know that. Yeah, and so oh Dave God. Dave actually put out a, a, a memoriam tribute mm-hmm. video very recently, and I happened to look in the comments, and when you do, Dave has a, a list of the most watched interviews that he's participated in. And the number one on the list is my interview with Dave – my first interview with Dave – from many years ago, it's pretty funny to see myself there oh, on screen God. because I look so different, and of course, my channel's no longer on YouTube anymore. Yeah. So I'm glad. Right, that,
1: and that was so man that sucked.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that Dave that has the funny. the uh, the episode uploaded. There's a second interview. I don't know if he's yeah. got that one on his channel, but um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, we do have another caller on the line. That's our cloaked, unseen world. So let me go ahead and bring him in. Okay. And uh, and we'll get his thoughts on everything. And actually, while he's doing that, let me pull up that quote that he was mentioning. And I'll see what it is. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, our cloaked unseen
4: world, are you there? Um, can you hear me?
0: We can hear you. Yes. I was just about okay. to read that quote that you had sent over.
4: Okay. Yeah. There's actually like four of them he has, but okay. that's one well, of
0: them. This one, uh, Nestle, Nikola Tesla quote number 23. Up to the age of eight years, my character was weak and vacillating. I had neither courage or strength to form a firm resolve. My feelings came in waves and surges and vibrated unceasingly between extremes. My wishes were of consuming force, and like the heads of the hydra, they multiplied. I was oppressed by thoughts of pain in life and death and religious fear. I was swayed by superstitious belief and lived in constant dread of the spirit of evil, of ghosts and ogres and other unholy monsters of the dark. Then, all at once, there came a tremendous change, which altered the course of my whole existence. Any insight, our cloaked unseen
4: world, on what that tremendous change was? Yeah, he speaks about it in an article uh, called A Famous Prophet of Science Looks Into the Future, on that same uh, test of the universe, and he tells you that it's the day he discovered what the rotating magnetic field was. Okay, And, um he figured out that he and everybody else has a rotating magnetic field um okay. is, he doesn't say that specifically but that's what he's alluding to i'm almost sure of it okay. and then that he when he under, that was the day he understood what that really was that those orgs those other other unhosing monsters of the dark why we were being pushed to be so scared of something we didn't need to be scared of he realized that that's just that. Mm-hmm. That was the fear that was created, and he realized he didn't need to fear it anymore, any of it. Mm-hmm. So that changed his whole
0: yeah. life. Beautiful, beautiful stuff.
4: And um, yeah, and, um, yeah. And he understood them. He understood what they were, what how they how they're there, what they're there to do. Because he has another quote where he says, "There's no subject more captivating or more worthy of study than nature, but to understand this great mechanism and to discover the forces that are active." And the laws that govern them is the highest aim of the intellect of man. He's talking about the forces such as Bigfoot that he sure. said in that one quote. He's talking about the laws that govern them. And he mentions the laws that governs reality in another quote of his. And, um, and he talks about mm-hmm. it being imagination.
0: Beautiful, beautiful stuff. So yeah. do you have any of your Ooh. own experiences, Our Cloaked Unseen World? I mean, I know that oh, you've, you've some, sent me I, videos of, of different uh, crystal beings that you've seen before, but have you ever seen
4: or witnessed any an, any Bigfoot uh, evidence out in the woods? Oh, oh tons of it. Um, seen them in, in person, face to face, like feet away from me, feet wow. behind me. I got one in the on a video that's phasing through the wall of my kitchen. You can just see its head. You see its eyes move. Its n- n- a nostrils flare. Its mouth moving. They can walk through walls. They have, you know, the, their their job is to material. One of their jobs is to among. They're one of many beings. There's many of them out there. Different sizes, different shapes. Some are, are called elementals. You know, they're all part of the same system of materializing and manifesting our reality. So if you go out into the woods and, you, and you're fearing and you're imagining in your mind and you're fearing something and thinking you're going to get hurt by something, they have to kind of, they have to, the, the laws that govern them is to give you that experience kind of, but not, they don't have, it's like, there's more to, to it than that per se. But you risk that, you, you increase your risk, as, so your risk significantly if you go out into the woods in a fearful mindset than if you go well, in out that's there.
1: That's I never do. <laughs>
4: Yeah, uh, that's the worst you know, thing you can point out there.
1: I'm not afraid of the woods. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never be. There's kidding. nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> no, I, I. Well, there is. I mean, you have to be. People have to be sensible. I mean, you can get lost. You can, you know, a lot of things can happen in the woods.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's true. But
1: uh, uh, I, I wouldn't. I, you know, I understand. That is uh, awesome information. I, I. It's out of my realm. I, I wouldn't they, even. They, know they gifted what
4: to say me. About that. They gifted me a magic staff. Left it on a trail. It wasn't on the trail. Eight minutes before I walked down this cliff, uh, nobody was around. Just me. It was at. It was at uh, dawn, and I went down there to film something. I got something on film, and then I turned around to go up the cliff. This thing, seven foot long, piece of driftwood, is what I th- thought it was at first. Shaped, you know, as a staff was laying Mm -hmm. over the top of the trail where I had to literally climb over it or move it in order to get out of where I just walked down. So it was just, it was in a presentation wise, it was there obviously as a gift for me. So I picked it up, was light as a feather, had like burnt marks in it. So I went to go try to put it in my car. And it was the first time I had held the thing. So I couldn't get it in my car right away. And I said, Oh, I just drive up the street and hold it out the window. So I did that. I held it out the window as I drove up the street, so I was driving up the street. I heard this Bigfoot roar. I never heard a Bigfoot do anything like that before. Heard it roar from the wood line. And it wasn't like a fearful roar, but something roared. It may not have been a Bigfoot, but something roared from the wood line at me. Like it was mm-hmm. like cheering me on almost. As I rode up the street with this staff and I get this, I found this staff. I've decoded this voyage manuscript thing. I found an image that matches my staff to a T in that manuscript which blows my mind with the entities in the staff that you can see the entities in the staff that match what it shows on the image of that manuscript. It's just one of the dozens of pages I've, I've decoded out of there that match patent image do designs you, by Nicola do you Tesla. Have that? I have all that stuff. Are, are you publishing,
0: are you publishing it on online so people can uh, like quickly and easily go, go find them? Because I mean, uh, the, the, the translation of the Voynich manuscript is uh, a, a pretty awesome thing.
4: Yes, I've tr- I've mm-hmm. tried. Um, I've got no push. I've got no. I've got people that have seen it and that agree that it looks like I've done just that. And um, it's uh, and and his quotes, Nicole Tesla's quotes, line up with what I found. It's. I think he's the actual author of that manuscript. Hmm. He knew nine different languages. He knew how to speak them, write them, and read them fluently. And he's a numbers genius. You flip some of the pages upside down, you can see numbers in it. Hmm. And the And Wild. Writing. That is um, wild. And then his quote, because the, the, the manuscript is showing you patent image designs that match up with this guy named St. Clair John Quincy, John Q, and, this, and Nikola Tesla. What are their patent image designs? It's one by Nikola Tesla and four by this guy, a mysterious hyperspace inventor of our time, doing on the same page of this manuscript that's dated supposedly to 600 years old. How's that possible? My evidence shows that that's what the case is.
0: That's wild, man. That's so wild.
4: I mean that
1: it yeah, that I I've, I've never, you know, seen anything like that and that, that would
4: be something that I think a lot of people would be interested in seeing. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot sure. of people yeah. have seen have seen it but uh, not enough, I guess.
0: Yeah. Per se. Yeah.
4: I'm trying to get it out there but um I keep getting slowed down by the the deep state and then you know banning my YouTube channel when I was starting to rise getting this stuff out. And then, I mean, I've been on like, uh, I've been on the Charlie Ward show a few times. I talked about this, this on the uh, fourth episode I was on with him. Um, talked about, I showed him my evidence about the Boynich manuscript. You can find that on Rumble. It had so like yeah, tell hundred, people, tell people where they can find
0: it because I want to make sure we get at least one more caller. in before t- the end of type, the show,
4: just type in my name, Ryan Claggett or our cloaked unseen world into Rumble. Okay. And hit search And you'll find oh. me.
0: All right, good stuff. Okay. Well, check it out, and thank you so much for calling, Ryan. Appreciate you, brother.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah.
0: We'll see you soon. Bye, bye. All right. Bye. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I think that I, I, I am most interested in the aspects of Bigfoot that you know I feel like people are are not really able to look into you know i mean that idea of uh, their use of uh, right. their voices to uh, to to mimic things you know while we were on the air mm-hmm. I, I did a, a couple of searches and i saw that there are people out there talking about it but obviously it's a very difficult thing uh to get evidence for and um oh, oh. And, and and while we were waiting for you to come back on uh, the line i i had played some of those sierra bigfoot sounds and, um, you know, I'm also really interested in the idea of Bigfoot being, like, an interdimensional being or having the ability to teleport from one, one place to another because that would totally explain their their ability to hide so well.
1: And that, honestly, I under – that is, a, you know, kind of a creepy feeling. <laughs> I can't help it. It was just cre- – I'm, I'm so sorry for anybody that doesn't feel this way, but I was – I just – like I said, I was stunned. Mm-hmm. It is not my nature to walk towards something like that. I, I just don't do that. And I I felt, I was like, what am I, when I came to my center, I was like, what am I doing? You know, when she said, when my friends like, you know, we need to back up. I, I couldn't believe I was already at the road, at ready to walk. I don't know what I was doing. I was, I don't know. But that, like I said, it changed the way. I I was looking at it as something maybe from Gigantopithecus, you know, the jawbones they found. Yeah, you know, for me, I was trying to fit it into nature because that's that's kind of what I know. When it gets beyond that, I I wouldn't know what to say to anybody because I'm just that is not my forte. It's not what I what I'm experienced at, you know. So I I try I've I've gone to help people that have talked about something, uh, similar to what the caller just, uh, talked about, not quite, they didn't have any a staff or anything like that, but they were sure. having lights that they were describing blue lights up in the trees, uh, kind of
4: yes. moving around.
1: Um, I went to their home now that was in, on the, um, uh, down around the Ozark. Um, that that was uh, the last visit I went on. Um, there wasn't anything really eventful there, but they had some video footage that that kind of even all of this together happened so quick, like I said, changing the way I was perceiving it
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: possibility that it might be something that absolutely wasn't of what we call mother nature. You know, it wasn't maybe of like you said, maybe, a a dimension, uh, when that thought came in my head, that, that is when I backed off. Uh, I have to absolutely admit for me, I I wasn't willing to go in that direction.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it wasn't because I doubt any of that. I, I absolutely believe it's possible. But when, when, for me, when I get to that point, I'm like, mm, uh, uh, I, I don't play, I don't like to play around with things. That <laughs> That, that I'm not afraid of ghosts. I don't think there's a devil behind every door and I don't think there's a big foot behind every tree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, when you realize that what you absolutely always thought you knew and it changes it, it, it never stops me from enjoying the outdoors and fishing, uh, things that, you know, I can't do as much as I used to. Uh, something happened with my, uh, right arm and hand and I'm not able to use it very well right probably for the rest of my life
2: mm. but
1: um it it changed things that you know that changed things too uh because you don't feel quite as a uh, capable
2: sure of <laughs> when course you're out in
1: the woods. so uh you know when I'm out now I'm I'm very aware I know that they're there um I've heard a few things since but I I just walk through the woods like I'm not paying attention um, because I, I review, you know, I'm not going to be scared of the woods. I, I just, that's, it's like, um, uh, when I was a kid, that's, you know, that's what I did. I, we didn't watch TV. You know, we, we were raised, you know, you go find something to do or I'll give you something to do. If you're saying <laughs> you're bored to me, you're going to get a chore. I know, you th- find I, to do. Uh, I know
0: that, <laughs> I know that life. That's for sure. Yeah. Go outside. <laughs> It's so right. funny. It's crazy. You know, have being a father myself and, you know, I mean, she's an adult now. You know, I mean, I think about yeah. how when I was a kid and how my mom would tell us to go outside. I mean, we didn't have a hundred channels on television. We didn't. We, you know, no, it, we were lucky yeah. if we had HBO and, uh, you know, PBS and ABC and CBS oh, and NBC, you know, <laughs> we
1: had three channels. Yeah, yeah we yeah. had three channels. You know, it, it was you know, we didn't know it until we moved to, you know, a city. Which was good for me because it exposed me to bigger things in the world. I'm I'm glad that we ended up moving to out west for a while and you know, then came back to the Midwest and then I came back and settled back home here. But yes, uh I don't know, there's there's a there's a there's a line for me that I'm I'm not willing to tinker with. You do you know what I'm saying? I I'm,
2: Sure.
1: Not that I'm a, I just don't delve into that part of it because it's beyond me. I, I'm not afraid of it at all, but uh, I, I have in my own mind, you know, an idea of kind of feeling like, and that's because of my raising and my, uh, my foundation in life, and uh, you know, others have other ideas, and I, I never try to tell people what they should think or how they should what they've seen. I, I try to understand and, and listen. But that, that when you get into that, I I really, you know, that that night changed it for me. And I've never looked for them since. When I say I backed out, I literally just stopped looking at anything. I was getting phone calls, people wondering if I would had been killed or something. Oh, uh, gosh. I really just dumped it. I just dumped it. I was like, I'm going to get back in the woods. I'm going to do what I do. And, you know, see you I see. But I, I don't go searching for them uh, anymore. I just I let people know they're out there. I let people know they need to be careful. And if you see one, you need to back up. And you know, in my opinion, back up and walk away. Uh, I don't I don't think they're anything to play with. I think it's terrible for people to try to go kill them. Sure. Uh, I think that I think that. Why do humans always want to do that? we have to kill something to prove, you know, no, we're too, we have too much, we have ways of doing it without hurting something. I I don't, I don't, like I said, nothing new under the sun to me. I think that people are fully aware in high places that they're out there. I can only imagine, uh, you know, we've all been woken up to the things they mess around with and tinker with. and
0: oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been lied so to about everything. You know, why wouldn't they lie to us about this? Right. Yeah. I think
1: well, that it, that is a real good example of everything that's happened. You know, the world just changes and you're like, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is uh, so much that we don't know. And I mean, an experience like that would really put that uh, square in the front of your mind. Listen, Ramona, we are about to end the show, but we do have one one more caller on the line. I want to bring them in. Uh, So this is Oracle. While Oracle's coming in, Fred Awakening says, was Zach alluding to his own sexual assault by a female Sasquatch when he's saying (laughs) she's a brick house? Was it a cry for help? Is he afraid to talk about it? It's okay, bud. We are here. Fredo, I love you. You're hilarious. Uh, One final one from Fredo. He says, thanks again for another great show, Zach, and thank you so much, Ramona. I had a ton of fun. Don't become a chef for the Obamas or an intern for Morning Joe, and don't forget to hit that like button. Peace, peace. Thank you for being here. And then- And it looks like we lost our caller. So uh, let me just do the final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Thank you to Cynthia, who said, happy Saturday. Sean Joe, who said, uh, uh, just dropped a cookie, and then so did Emily. Thank you both. Insight Gino dropped a can, filter dog one with a phone. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. Doug Simey says, thanks, RP78. And one final question I have for you, Ramona. Are you familiar with a Bigfoot researcher by the name of Todd Standing? He has taken some remarkably clear photos of what are oh, alleged to be Bigfoot faces. Do you, do you put any credence in this? Because I've seen some people trying to I've debunk. A lot. Okay. So you believe these are real photos? Not
1: in all of them. Not, not in, in all, all of them. them. Okay. Not in all of them. I think some, I don't know. You know, I hate that when, when some are to me clearly at just, you can tell, but yeah. you know, not right. Um, I hate that way because it it discredits the it stuff does. that you have that, that's good. Yes, that, that is real, and and I saw that a whole lot, and I, I really you know hate that for people because they're they're just discrediting themselves to me. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, absolutely. In my opinion, I would say several of those photos to me are real what okay. i seen uh it it's tracks that i've seen that i've casted uh the size ah yeah i wish i had told you about the tree um uh, the next day when we finally got back to it oh That, it was awesome there was a tree <laughs> ripped off that where that thing had been standing to scream we believe but there were no prints or anything oh
2: wow so
1: that that made me think into the dimensional i was like why are there no Nothing was matted down, but there was up 14. We measured 14 foot high in that tree. Mm -hmm. A limb as big around as my arm had just been like ripped off the tree. Wow. And it was right in there, fresh, fat coming out, freshly done. So I knew whatever, something ripped that off the tree.
3: Absolutely.
1: I I was standing on it and I don't, I believe it ripped it off the tree.
0: Well, I uh, they think that's the only thing that makes sense, you know. I mean, I've 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 heard that yeah. so often is that you know trees appear to just be like ripped out, or I've seen videos of what looks like you know just trees are just coming down, and it doesn't. I mean, it's not something natural. I mean, that we would Mm-mm. have an understanding of, and it's certainly yeah. not a bear. You right. know, I've seen I've seen a bear scratching his back on the uh, you know yeah. on, a, on a on a tree, and you know that looks like yeah. one thing. This is like somebody is reaching up, grabbing them, and just yanking them out of the ground or down to the ground. All right. Well, listen, uh, we've got uh, just a couple more thank yous over here. Our cloaked unseen world says the Voynich manuscript solved page 150 equals the master key author genius Nikola Tesla can write and speak languages. And then he gives a link to a YouTube video on it. Salty Zero says Zach and Ramona. Thank you for a great show. It's one of my favorite topics. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And then filtered. Excuse me. Patriot 714 dropped a phone as well. So uh, Ramona, you know, at the end of the show, I always like to ask the guests, what would you really like the audience to take away from tonight's conversation?
1: Well, for me, this has been a nice break from the kind of agitated position we all find ourselves in right now. You know, it's so thick in the air. You could cut it with a knife. Oh, sure. I think people, I think it's fun to get out and explore. I think, uh, I think that there's so many things in this world now that we understand, you know, you could, we could talk about, you know, the reports of the people that look like, well, that's another subject, but the lizard descriptions, you know, the Mm -hmm. reptile people, I've never seen anything like that, but there are so many things that have been seen. And this goes back for hundreds of years in our culture here in America. I I mean, off the top of my head, I could go on for 15 minutes about the names, you know, that they've been called through the the years. Mm -hmm. And there is some, I just think people need to know that there's things out there that we don't understand. I don't think they're out there to hurt us necessarily. But I also don't think that you want to go messing with them unless you really understand that, you know, things can go wrong sometimes.
0: Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Don't go. Don't go putting yourself into uh, a situation you can't get out of. And
1: uh, yeah, yeah, you need to have a real good understanding of your surroundings. You need to know the area. and You need to understand that uh, something that lives out in the woods is certified good at
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely, and you're
1: not going to outsmart it very easily.
0: Approach so, ap- approach nature with a uh, 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 cautious reverence. Oh my- I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, respect. so absolutely respect. Yeah. Uh, one final, thank you. Filter dog one dropped a, a pair of uh, shades over there on the foxhole. And I don't think there's anything else on my phone. Nope. All right. So, uh, that will be it for us tonight. I want to say thank you so much to Ramona for uh, coming here and sharing your experience with us. It's pretty crazy. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm fascinated by this stuff. If anybody else out there has interesting stories of the unexplained or paranormal Bigfoot, whatever it might be, yeah. please send me an email. Red, And I want you to be very mindful of this email. Redpill78 at ProtonMail.com. Apparently also redpill Seventy Eight at Proton.me will also work. I had a couple of people emailing me in the last few days, and some of them worked, some of them didn't. So make sure that it's ProtonMail.com or just Proton.me. So thank you very much again, Ramona. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience. Uh, Until next time, good luck, God bless. We'll see you Monday.